Welcome back, hunters. It is your love interest, Lee, here. Wait, let me try that again. Gotta be <clears throat> kind of sexy. Welcome back, guys. It's your love interest, Lee, here. So glad to see you guys are back. Uh, I hope you guys did some, had some excellent adventures, slew some dragons, saved some, saved a couple heroes, a prince or two, got some kisses. Anyway, uh, today we are going to be doing something just a little bit fun. Um, and at the end, you know, I have a little bit of a surprise for you guys. It's going to be awesome. So anticipate that. Um, but we're just going to go over my top five games. And if you guys want to participate, join the clan, uh, have a good time, uh, you can find XP Hunter across social media platforms, including Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, and Tumblr under the name XP Hunter Lee. So check it out. Uh, you can also participate by doing challenges. So you can create your own character sheet. Tell us your alias. Tell us your specialty, your alignment, uh, and some interests you have, whether it's particularly in video games or comics or IRL. Do you really like to draw watercolors? We'd love to know. And of course, guys, like let me know what game you're playing right now or whether it's tabletop, handheld, or uh, the like. So we're gonna go over my top five favorite video games. Um, we'll do, periodically we'll do these little lists. I mean, who doesn't love lists? Today we're gonna do video games. We'll do one on comics. We'll do one on tabletops, although that will probably, probably be a short list because I don't play them that often. Uh, we'll also do mobile slash handheld games. And if you guys, have any uh, topics you specifically want me to cover you can send me an email at xphunterlee at gmail.com and i will definitely uh try my best to do that also you can check out uh, who's been on the podcast and what companions or other players we've met and hung out with so we're gonna start the list uh obviously at number five i mean we could start at one but then what would keep you guys here i mean pfft, the money shot guys that's why we're all sticking around for number one so number five would be surprisingly destiny that's right guys developed by bungie releasing something like what three four years ago uh destiny is not really a fan favorite among i guess video gamers but i really like it because it has a really great story uh the gameplay for the most part from destiny 1 to destiny 2 has been pretty uh, engaging for the most part i also like the multiplayer mode which is surprising because i'm not really like a battle royale kind of person i'm not like a free-for-all kind of player i really like stories uh but for the most part crucible is really entertaining I, I really love it and the introduction of Gambit and the the intermix of fighting against another team but also fighting against uh, enemies very interesting uh, way to uh, go about uh, switching things up a little but it does obviously have some drawbacks and you know we love games for their flaws as much as we love them for their triumphs and for how, how much they entertain us so one of Destiny's biggest flaws I think is also part of its greatest uh, triumph which is its story so destiny has a really great and for the most part robust story but the drawback is that they kind of i won't call it lazy writing but they had really big issue which i think a lot of games that include uh multiplayers or co-op modes which are modes that you can't uh be match made with someone you have to go out and find people to play with you uh to finish large sections of the game um is really the drawback right so when you have something like that you can't fit a storyline 
into a game like Destiny as you would into a classic RPG game, right? Because there's a mechanic where you have to a co-op with someone so you you can't finish this mission um by yourself because you have to play it with another person um whether it's because the difficulty level level is going to be too high for you to complete it by yourself even though even if you're like a max level character or just because that's how the game is meant to be played like they want you to play with other people um, but for people like me, it's kind of a hindrance. I'm a night owl, and so it's it's a little frustrating for me because sometimes I just want to play this. I just want to play the game. I don't want to play with anyone. I don't want to wait for anyone to get online or to finish dinner or to do any of those things. Also, one of the drawbacks is um, kind of the monotony that goes into it, right? When you're playing a game, um, you know there are missions. You do it with games like destiny uh there's a lot of grind right like you have to get this many filaments and you have to get this many you know exotic shard uh exotic cores and stuff like that in order to complete a task or you know run here kill these people steal their stuff come back uh go scout out this location um you know spin around in a circle three times pat your stomach and jump on one foot you know it's it's just the monotony of doing tasks over and over again this also um really kind of draws back on the story as well because for the most part you know there are raids and i will tell you like the vault of glass which was the very first um raid in destiny was so good it was interesting it was challenging and i man i loved it it was so good um subsequently you know the question came up like how are we killing um atheon all these times right like over and over again like I, my clan killed him another clan killed him um man i forgot the name of the first um fire team that killed him but you know we're killing him over and over again and that's like that's a constraint of the technology we have at the moment right it's ridiculously um hard to give everyone a completely unique experience right so it's like oh there's this raid there's this enemy and the first person to kill them is the only person who kills them and now I guess, you know, that'd be like locking special gear off to just certain people. Like that'd be a ridiculous amount of work. And I understand that, right? Like to be programming special enemies all the time that only certain people can kill. It's asking a lot of a video game. I get that. But I mean, would I love it? Yes, I would love that. A unique experience for everyone. Don't get me started because I have a whole, I have a whole like rant about how they could have launched Destiny 2 in a much more interesting way rather than um destiny has always been like especially after the relaunch with destiny 2 and um, during the conference they're like yeah like you'll be able to play across clans and do all these great things and you know they want you to not have what they call toxic experiences which happens i mean it's happened to me uh playing a game called warframe you know i basically brought like the whole team to like victory and then I talked on my mic and this like little kid, he's probably like 12. He's like, oh, you're a girl. You ruined it. Right. And I'm like, I ruined it. Like my back hurts so much from carrying all of you guys. You know what I mean? And those kind of interactions happen, even though it was kind of like bland, like that. That's super rude, especially because like, being a girl in games like that's kind of what's going to happen most of the time. Um, but they kept talking about how they want to, to combat that. But you know then they push a storyline that is you are the one <laughs> you know it's like i don't understand how that works where you're really pushing people to be in groups and guilds and clans together to work together to do something and then you push a you are the one storyline you know it's like 
Um, I watch a very popular YouTuber called My Name is Bife, which you guys can check out if you like. He's he's his videos are pretty interesting. Uh, he does a lot of lore videos. He's a Destiny lorist, so you can learn a lot of information that you wouldn't learn just from playing the game. Um, and he made a video one time and he was like, I can't believe that I have to answer this question. But like, yeah, at this point, everyone has their light. And I understood exactly why people, why he had to answer that question is because when you start Destiny 2, spoiler alerts, guys, I don't know if you guys have ever played Destiny, but spoiler alerts from here on out. Um, in the beginning of the game, when you start, you know, the Traveler gets taken over, the Red Legion shows up, blah, 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 right? You get shut off from the, the Guardian's Light. Everyone gets shut off from the Guardian's Light. And then somehow you you get you do the missions up until a certain point and then you get your light back um and then you're running missions with other people who have their light abilities you know it didn't it didn't make sense right and they had their light abilities because every single character that was created in destiny is the one and so you have that ability it, it just ugh, just didn't make any sense um which you know kind of ruined the story it kind of takes you out of immersing yourself in this reality regardless of how robust the story is regardless of how interesting the lore is um it takes you out of the story because it's like killing an enemy over and over again yourself or having you know saying i you know i killed the big bad and everyone else is also saying i killed the big bad it doesn't make sense if you killed it it should be dead right if if everyone's light is gone and you went and did the mission and you got your light back you should be the only person who has their light um, well, since we already got on this tangent, my whole thought on this um, is that, A, when they did the intro to Destiny 2, it shouldn't have been us as individuals, us as guardians who went to go and fight Gaul, right? Like, first of all, who are we? Like, we have the fire team, you know, we have Zavala and Ikora and Cade for a reason. It should have been them who went up there to fight Gaul. Because we all, I mean, like, yeah, we're impressive, but I mean, we all know that we're the protagonists, but we all know that they could, the fire team could just destroy us all. Like we, we understand that, right? Like we get that. So it should have been them who went up to the ship to fight Gaul, not us. There should have been uh, a kind of breakup of characters. So it's like, okay, when you load in, you're either gonna be loaded in in the city, you're helping civilians escape. You're gonna be loaded in the tower. You're helping defend against um, normal Red Legion troops while Zavala and Ikora and Cade are going to confront Gaul or there should be like a third loading zone somewhere I don't know um and then once Zavala and Cade and Ikora were defeated and the traveler uh is captured or its light is cu we're cut off from its light and everyone's trying to run away there should again been a separation of people who started playing the game so some people should have been shunted to have met Hawthorne face to face because you know as the canon opening or uh ending to the intro of the game is you see hawthorne's hawk and you follow it right but there had there when you get out of the city there's a camp there already so who was there who was at that camp hawthorne must have met them or they some of them must have found their way out so there should have been a section of players who um went with hawthorne first off the right off the bat then there should also have been some people who kind of found their own way out to the farm or whatever on their of their own means and then there should have been people who saw her hawk and followed it um and the thing is is like how do you break something like that down because again there's limitations on technology well easy you everyone is supposed to be well they encourage people to join clans right so a 
a clan is capped at 100 people. Okay, in your clan, this is what's going to happen. 25% of the people are going to do this. 25% of the people are going to be um, slated for this, blah, 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 that kind of thing, right? So especially with the light mission, it's okay. 25% of your clan is going to get um, the mission to regain their light. If you want to regain your light, you have to run this specific mission with someone who already has their light. And instead of doing that, it's like everyone kind of went through the same motions of going to get their light back. And even before they, they did those missions, you know, you kind of still had your, you couldn't um, be resurrected. <laughs> uh, there was just too many, there's too many um, reality breaking issues with how they went about telling the story. Um, but yeah, I went on the tangent. I said I wouldn't go on, but I had to. It's just, it's been boiling my mind for so long, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, so my fourth favorite game of all time is Legend of the Dragoon. And I know that sounds silly. I'm sure you guys are like, what? This is a uh, original PS game. Um, I think it had three discs, like a lot of RPG games had back in the day. <laughs> three whole discs worth of information. Um, but it is your standard uh, RPG. You know, you have your... Uh, you have your main character who is obviously a dude. It's always a dude. Don't ask me why, whatever. Um, but uh, they're all kind of dragon heroes and they all kind of gain powers from like these dragon soul crystal things. And I just really like the story. Um, it was one of, like, one of the first games I bought for myself when I was younger. And so it just has a special place in my heart. Um, I can't say anything special about the story. It's kind of a normal story plot. Boy meets girl. Oh, boy and girl are best friends. Um, he secretly loves her, kind of. She is tragically fated to die, blah, blah, blah. But the game holds a special part, um, a special, you know, place in my heart because I love it. Um, we're going to skip number three. Uh, okay. <clears throat> number three is actually a fighting game. Again, it's close to my heart because, uh, it was when I grew up an only child and it was one of the games I played, you know, I could play by myself all the time. And it's actually called Bloody Roar. Yeah, I know. Weird name. Um, but I liked it because, you know, uh, my uncles and cousins and stuff, they played Tekken and Soul Calibur and all those things. But Bloody Roar was like interesting to me just because the characters were like different. And I mean, I say different, but like aren't all you know, fighting game characters kind of basically archetypes of each other. You know, you have the knight and you have the strangely like anamorphic, animal headed, human bodied character. You know, you have the chicks and clothes that don't really fit, you know, the cute little um also anamorphic animal ish girl with bunny ears and bunny feet and you know, I mean and there, the you know, there's always that military one, military theme one. There's also what, what, what am I forgetting? Um, the the robotic cyborgy one, you know. But Blade Roar uh, stood out to me, or is one of my favorite games, um, because I don't know, <laughs> it was the it was the game I ended up playing. I mean, the fighting game that ended up uh, encompassing most of my time. Uh, I also played Tekken Two for a little bit. Um, but it just didn't like hold my attention that long. Bloody Roar was my fighting game. I loved it. I loved the stages. I loved the characters and their, you know, hoo, ha, ooh, and, you know, the trash talking um, lines and stuff like that. Uh, get, ready, get, get ready for this one, guys. For my number two favorite game of all time is actually three games, the Mass Effect trilogy. I cannot tell you guys how much I love those games. And funny enough, I played the Mass Effect 
3. So I like kind of got in the bandwagon late. So I played the Mass Effect 3 trailer or um demo rather. I played the Mass Effect demo and I thought it was good, but I was like, "Meh, I don't know, meh, whatever." And then the game came out and I didn't buy it and I didn't play it and it like was out of sight out of mind for so many years and one christmas i happened to be in gamestop trying to buy a, a present for a cousin and i saw on the shelf you know as the greatest hit so it's like 20 dollars. so i'm like okay I'm, I'm gonna get that so i go and i get it and i take it home and i play it through and the first time i played it through obviously i did like crappy because i'm like oh yeah da, 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 da. Uh, and i get to the end i'm like mm like most players who have ever played mass effect 3 i didn't like the end and i was like hmm so of course i i, I was like mm, i didn't like the end but i did like the game i was like at the end i was like well goodness <laughs> i just saved the galaxy that's right lee did that Woo, i almost threw my own self a parade and when a game can make you feel that way i mean that's amazing um so I was like, I gotta go back. I'm gonna play this from the beginning. So I play all the way through Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2, all the way in Mass Effect 3 again. And of course I get a better, um, want better. I get a better score at the end, a better outcome. You know, I was able to save both the Koreans and um, the Geth. And so I was like, yes. And of course, you know, then I found out there were DLC. And so I went and bought all the DLC and I can't tell you how much I was like, yes, Javik, yes, Javik. I haven't decided if is it Javik or Yavik, you know, because whatever, it doesn't matter. He's awesome. Meeting a Prothean was like <gasps> amazing. I mean, I won't lie guys, to this day, I still haven't bought Citadel uh, DLC. I heard it's great. I'm sure it is. But the thing about it is that like today, right now, I could go and buy a copy of Mass Effect 3 for like $4. That DLC is still listed on PSN for $15. I'm just not going to do it. I love I love it so much. I love that game so much. But like $15 for a DLC where I could buy the game for literally a quarter of that? No. Just not. Just. Oof. Man. Why do I think. Why? <laughs> um, But what really drew me to this game. What, what makes this game my second favorite video game of all time. Like I told you guys. I'm a, a narrative story kind of gamer is basically the story like oh the story just oh it's all up in me it just has me all in the feels man um i love shepherd i love that i was able to make shepherd female first and foremost i love that because in video games the hero is always some dude you know with big muscles or a big sword or weapon or whatever and he's always out here trying to save the world because you know it's the morally right thing to do or save the world because he's just happens to be there you know but you know it's and he's always saving some damsel there's always some woman that he really loves and then she has to die because he loves her and it's just frustrating like to see well not yourself but to see your gender put in that pigeonhole all the time right because it can't be a fantasy story if there's not a damsel in distress but being able to play Shepard as a, a a strong female character who's in the military oh, is amazing and i'm gonna say i played as male shep right i did play as a male shepherd and for me, he really just represented, like, he was just every male archetype ever. Male military archetype ever. He he didn't really leave a big impression on me. Although the voice acting was really good. I was just like, uh-huh, show me something I haven't seen before. But female Shepard, I was like, yeah, she's just a, a BAMF, you know? Like, I'm like, yeah, femme Shep, all the way. Uh, and obviously, uh, if you've never heard of Mass Effect or uh, 3 or the trilogy or whatever, um... 
Mass Effect is a branching choice kind of game. So you get to make decisions. So, you know, you can romance characters. So you can make them fall in love with you and you guys can like have a thing. It's even a trophy on PSN. Um, you can make decisions to pay. And, and they're ve it's very... <laughs> Although it seems or sounds probably to you guys, it sounds very stringent, right? So here's the the way it goes. So you can have the Paragon option and Paragon obviously stands for um, good or just, virtuous, whatever. And then you have rene Renegade options and Renegade options are obviously bad, right? Like it's, well, not bad, I guess, slight, you know, aggressive or uh, tyrannical kind of options, I guess you would say basically is good and evil and then you also just have neutral uh neutral answers obviously paragon is colored blue renegade is colored red and then the neutral option is just normal white text um but surprisingly what, what really is good about it though which really um made me laugh a bunch of times what really um sucked me in was that in the course of the game of making these choices uh, and you're thinking in your head, well, if I pick the Paragon option, it's obviously the good option. Um, but a lot of times you would pick a Paragon option, like you're, there's a disagreement between two people and one of them has a gun trained on the other and you're trying to solve this issue and you pick the Paragon option and the Paragon option has you kill the person who has their gun drawn. Because apparently the Paragon option has decided that you're not going to be able to talk this person down and the only way to solve the situation without with the minimal amount of casualties is to kill this person that's the Paragon option so it it doesn't um play fast and loose it doesn't play it safe with the options that you you get to choose it's it's semi-realistic right because I'm not saying that in that kind of situation in a standoff that the right decision isn't to kill this person to save a multitude of people or to save this other person who hasn't um, made a decision to put someone else's life in danger so it, it really like has you think there's also a lot of interesting characters and of multiple um, species and one of the drawbacks because I have been talking about drawbacks one of the biggest drawbacks is kind of you know the Star Trek effect right uh, the issue is that most of the races or species that you run into in the galaxy are all humanoid-ish in the fact that they have two legs, two arms, a mouth, and two eyes, two legs, a mouth, a nose, you know, like they look like humans. Uh, you know, they walk upright, stuff like that. There are only two species that are not humanoid. So that's the Elcor, who kind of look like, oh, I don't know big giant like slothy things kind of um and the Hanar. the Hanar are like these cute little tall pink jellyfish kind of creatures and those are really out of what i think it's like eight or nine uh species you're gonna run into in uh the milky way galaxy they're the only ones who who don't look like humans they don't have two legs uh, i mean the rest of them have two legs and two arms and two eyes and a mouth you know nose things like that and so it's a little for me i mean i'm not a scientist guys but for me to run into another species that for the most part looks like us absolutely just seems kind of crazy i just think that's a little far-fetched i like the hand because they were different and when they talked they kind of like glowed it, it was interesting it um, but like seeing a whole bunch of species that basically just look like us, you know, is just, I mean, they have varying number of fingers, 
you know, like Terrians only have three fingers. Asari are a mono, the Asari are a mono gendered species. So they don't technically really have female or male. Although the character you run into Liara or in throughout the game, they refer to themselves as matriarchs. And, you know, this is, these are our daughters and, you know, they use female terms and they do have like rounded chests that look like breasts. I mean, that I guess would be breasts, but the, the fact, the simple fact that they don't come from a binary gendered species mean that means that they, they can't be female because you only need females when there are males. You, you know what I mean? So it, it's interesting. Um, that the, the, the backstories and the, the way that their species are developed are interesting, but them physically, just, they're not interesting at all. Um, but the, the way that you communicate with people, the way that you, the, the fighting is also kind of fun. I mean, it has the same drawback as most, um, uh, uh, shooter RPGs is that, you know, chest high walls and, you know, open, you know, wide open spaces. It's like, obviously this is a boss arena. You know, and sometimes, and you know, at this point, it's really hard to, uh, you can't reinvent the wheel, right? But it's just some things, it's like, okay, can we like pretend that I don't know that this is gonna lead to a fight? And you know, there's all other cues besides just high walls. There's the music. And I mean, if you start a mission that's like, uh, liberate this, uh, this camp, like, you know, you're gonna fight. But the issue is that like walking into, you know, it's like, oh, here are some bl bloody footprints leading up the stairs. I guess I'll just follow those. I, I definitely won't find the murderer up there. You know, it's that kind of thing. But um, anyway, Mass Effect 2 is my second favorite video game of all time because A, the story. B, I was able to play as a woman. And C, just, uh, just has so much replayability. Like I will be playing that game over and over until forever. So my favorite game of all time is dun, 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 dun. Final Fantasy VII. Yay! Oh gosh, guys, Final Fantasy VII is one of my favorite. Is one. What am I saying? It is my number one favorite game of all time because, again, I love stories. And while um, Final Fantasy VII. Um, you know, I can't say it has like the best bad guy. We all know the best bad guy is from Final Fantasy V, but it does have a really great story. I think Cloud was one of my first introductions to kind of like an anti-hero. It was also the very first video game I ever bought with like my own money. So like I wasn't a child. I mean, I was age wise, I was a child, but it was like, oh, I brought my own money and I came to play. And you know, playing it like, oh, man, Cloud, is he was just everything he reminded me of myself right i mean i'm definitely not a superman i'm not doing it because I, I wouldn't save the world because it's like oh well i should do it because it's the right thing to do i mean like what's the right thing to do i mean me personally I'm, if there's a meteor coming at the planet i, I guess it's just our time guys you know it have all things all great things come to an end you know um but with cloud clouds like for the whole beginning of the story he's like this is not my problem I'm just here because you're paying me. I don't have time for your stuff. Like, whatever, let's do this, let's go. And then later he's like, oh, well, I mean, I guess. And then, he, you know, his his own personal life kind of gets tied into it. But, you know, for the most part, he's kind of like, I'm here to do this because I guess if I don't do it, who's going to do it? You know, I love anti-heroes. And Cloud made me love anti-heroes. Um, you know, it's also an original PS game, PlayStation game. So 
and you know if you look back on it now the graphics are not amazing um but they're they're, they're pretty good i also like that it i also like that it introduced like a lot of uh cool like cars and planes and um stuff like that the music is also really good in the game there is so oh man clouds like triumph music is like it's my ringtone right now actually like i freaking love it um i am a big proponent of uh rpgs i think a uh, classic rpgs i should say um because again i like to follow stories i like fighting too don't get me wrong i love swords and guns and magic and all those things i love them but my absolute favorite thing is like a good story you know i you know surprise me with making one of my making my, me a clone or you know putting part of the antagonist in my dna and making me turn on my friends and help them you know because there's certain things you can't you can't kind of like interact with or get along with in just straight up shooter games like yeah they're fun for a while but get me engrossed in a good story and i won't want to stop playing like i want to keep playing over and over again and again final fantasy 7 has a great uh replayability i mean like i could never stop oh i i will i am actually replaying it right now so if you don't know uh final fantasy 7 came out in 1997 and i think since since about oof, i don't know like 2008 maybe 2010 um square enix nay square soft um has been saying they're going to remake the game right so now the original version the 1997 version has been quote unquote remastered which really means they kind of like softened the polygons a little bit um and i'm replaying that right now mind you they added in some stuff so now you like you can like get your limit break right off the bat it you know there are a lot of cheats in the game uh you can also make time go faster which is is also ultimately pretty fun but even in that game there is a preview for uh the remastered game like a uh, an up not just upscaled but just completely remade with new engines to look like any you know gen 4 gen 5 um game console you can play it on so that's exciting but is it gonna happen i mean because they've been promising this for a really long time but if they do come out with it i'm gonna play it again i'm just gonna get the new version because i love the game that much i love the story i love the characters i love the gameplay if you guys want to participate you can let me know your top five top two top three games uh, by sending me an email at xphunterlee or just sending me a dm on uh, instagram pinterest or youtube uh, you can find challenges, companions we've met, and the like across all those social medias. Uh, so don't forget to hit me up. And oh, I forgot my I forgot my surprise. So our next questing episode will be with me live from PAX East. So video games, tabletops, handhelds, indie games—they're all going to be there. Oh, it's going to be so exciting, guys! Oh we're gonna have a special uh podcast about it we're gonna have a questing episode so you guys can see an actual like irl what it was like there we're gonna test out some games and i will see you guys then so until next time do it for the xp guys bye